Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Consulting with Authority. This is your host, Scott Cantrell, joined by another wonderful colleague that I've had the privilege and pleasure of meeting and and talking to a couple of times. We met through a virtual online networking event. Go figure in today's world. That's that's (laughs) how it happens. Um, But I'm really, really excited to introduce you to Nancy Geary. Um, Nancy works with organizations and consultants to help them develop virtual learning systems that can be uh, used for building out prospecting, can be used to create more customer and client loyalty, and to generate new sources of revenue. So I know that for you all as professional experts, thought leaders, authors, speakers, consultants, coaches, uh, if you haven't already developed your online presence and have something scalable and leverageable that you can sell over and over and over again to further establish your brand, your expertise, your authority, and generate some additional revenue, or even if you already have something and you want to do something else or enhance what you already have, this is going to be a tremendously valuable session for you. Nancy, thank you so much for carving out some time and being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really glad to be here today. Excellent. Excellent. So let's start at the beginning. Um, and you don't have to, you know, uh, tell <laughs> it's a long us the time ago story, right? Right. <laughs> but maybe give us the snapshot on how you got to being this online course expert and creator that you are today. Well, I've worked in training and development most of my professional career, and I've been working on online courses before people even really knew that they were cool. (laughs) This goes back a long time ago, gosh, back to the late 90s, when everything was done using, um, there were these things called uh, CDs. There were even, you know. (laughs) I've heard of those. Three and a quarter discs. (laughs) Or three anyway, but kind of going all the way back, where it was really you think about it from an angle of we've always had text or not text, but courses that have been self study, and the self study formats have have evolved as technology has evolved. Sure. So I've gone from somebody who's written a lot of workbooks to now creating online courses that you know they're they're all done virtually on the web. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And tell us a little bit about, uh, you said you had your background in training and development. Yes. Tell us a little about the work that you do today in terms of your own consulting work, the types of organizations or individuals or companies that you work with and and really the, the work that you do with them in terms of helping them create or launch an online program. Okay. Well, there's there's two distinct groups that I work with. One is I do work for larger corporations, and that's where they'll they'll bring me in and I'll help them build out a program that's all about their content. And it's usually for either employee or customer training. So that's one part of my consulting work. The other part of my work is working with entrepreneurs. So could be authors, speakers, coaches, consultants, really people that are in the thought leadership space. And they've got great ideas, fantastic expertise, And they want to be able to turn it into some type of an online offering, whether it's a self-study program that somebody consumes independently, or perhaps it's a series of Zoom programs so in a live online format, or looking at how do I take those types of components and build them into my consulting practice as part of a, you know, a full-on offering. So they can have clients that they can work with that want to be the sort of the do-it-yourselfer all the way up to the really the high ticket types of offers where you want to have, you know, just lots of different options to work with them on and move them forward. 
Understood. Understood. So I, I want to kind of take a second in both those groups. And obviously we'll spend more time on that, on that second one, the entrepreneurial group, since that's who we're speaking to today. Right. Right. But but what's interesting to me, <clears throat> something that you and I haven't directly talked about, but what's occurring to me, which you no doubt well know, is that me being a consultant or the consultants we have listening or watching uh, this podcast. We work with organizations or corporations all the time. Right. And right. a huge piece of the puzzle they're often missing is employee or client training, or maybe the direct uh, intervention or engagement that we have with one of our organizational or business clients might be around client service or client training or employee training. Um, it seems like partnering with someone like you and making that a profit center, right? Where we're we're the experts and we come in and we're designing the content and the material but we may not have the expertise or care to to learn this brand new, very difficult, (laughs) complex skill in terms of an online program, but we can still bring that to our clients in the form of of someone like you. I assume you probably have partnerships like that where you've worked through other consultants. Maybe talk a little bit about that and value that a consultant could bring to an organization to, to create more impact and income. Well, what I can, what I want to start with is I've sat on both sides of the table. Okay. I've been the training director, the one who's been out trying to source programs to bring into a company. And then I've also been the consultant bringing uh, content into an organization. And there is a huge opportunity if you have a particular expertise and you can match that expertise with what a corporation needs to bring your program in and working on two projects now where there, there are licensing opportunities. Mm. Mm. So, because if what I've, what I've kind of, you know, come to is if it's the organization's content, yeah, they're going to build it themselves or they're going to hire an instructional designer to help them build it. Right. But oftentimes they get requests for content. Like certainly right now, DNI is huge, right? Everybody, people are looking for those types Diversity of programs, yeah. right? Right. They're not necessarily going to build that internally because there's lots of experts that have that particular type of a program built. Right. So they're more likely to buy that, and maybe they'll maybe they'll white label it in some way. They'll bring it in. It'll sit on their learning management system, but <clears throat> they're going to essentially have the rights for a particular program that they can use with their people. That's where the opportunity is. Look at sales, negotiation, communication. These these are topics that it doesn't make sense for a company to build it themselves when they can buy it. And then you can really leverage it by customizing it, by saying, okay, how do we take this content? If you look sales, for example, sales is sales is sales is sales. (laughs) But what is the selling situation Mm -hmm. in your client's company? And how do you take your expertise in that topic and personalize it to them? Understood. What are their stories? What are their examples? What are their what are their specific challenges? That's where I think there's a huge opportunity. No, no question. And um, that's, you know, I hadn't even thought about kind of diving into this aspect um, and opportunity in terms of this interview, but I'm fascinated now because I'm thinking about <laughs> my own expertise. And how I could take, I have a sales program called Stealth Selling, for instance, right. that is designed, it's a consultative sales process. And I can imagine, you know, a half dozen industries and potential organizations that could really benefit from it. Um, so now I'm, I'm intrigued with this idea uh, and the fact that you're 
helping a consultant like me shortcut that process and connect those dots. Mm-hmm. So the way that would work then, and I'm I'm just kind of articulating process, and then you can you can correct what I'm saying if I'm sure. off base. But <laughs> but someone like me would work with you. We would design the stealth selling um, program, this online training program. And then presumably, I would assume because of your background and your expertise, you could help me identify some potential organizations and prospects to potentially go out and, and have that conversation, not, not in terms of you prospecting them, but helping identify the types of organizations that might be willing to license that type of program. Yeah, to really to look at what what what's out there in the market and who where would the need be. Okay. And there's two, you know, there's two paths in. Oftentimes it's you can come in through, you know, vice president of sales, because there's, you know, there's always budget in sales. Right. In any sure, part of, of the course, company. Yeah. But there's also building relationships with the people that are running the learning and development departments, because okay. oftentimes somebody in, in a part of the company will come to them and say, I need a course about. And then they kind of, they look at it and go, hmm, is this something we should build or is this something that we can go out in the market and buy? So if they're coming up with like a new, a new process, they're probably going to build that. Right. Because it's internal. It's, it's, it's it's internal. It's yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, you know, there's the, they, where they will, the ask for help is somebody to help them to build it. And so that's somebody like me, that Mm -hmm. my background is in instructional design and curriculum development. I can go in and I can help them build it. This is where someone like me would have a client, an organization yeah. client, and they have a need, like I'm in the business development space. They have right. a need to refine a marketing process and they need to make sure that there is proper teaching and training on mm-hmm. how to leverage that new process. I bring you in and we work together to build that program. Right. Yeah. And it's important to look at, well, what works in an online format and what doesn't? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there's certain times that people have to practice a skill. You can't, you know, if you just watch, let's say the presentation skills, for example, I can watch the videos and go, okay, I get this. <laughs> I can write a speech, go, okay, my speech is written, but eventually I actually have to perform it. Yep. And someone has to give me feedback. Right. Now you can certainly do things like you can perform it. You can submit a video and somebody will, will could critique it, but there's a, there's, how do you show up if you're in front of a live audience as opposed to if you're just doing a recording? I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think we show up differently when we're looking at an audience or we're, we're looking at ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. horrified by hair today. What happened? So, <laughs> no, that makes or sense. I worked on a curriculum. Uh, it was for welding for okay. a lot. You know, eventually they got to pick up the torch. No, that's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a practical skill set that it's has to like, be practiced you know? before. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just going to have to do the online learning and go, all right, go weld that thing. <laughs> here's, yes, here's, a, here's a, a very hot torch. Now go set things on fire, right? Exactly. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. And, and I'm, glad we, I'm glad we went down that path because it makes perfect sense to hear you talk about those types of opportunities. But I really hadn't considered, I certainly hadn't really considered it for myself. And I, and I suspect that's probably the case for a lot of consultants in terms of a license. You know, um, a consultant who hasn't really dived into this possibility of licensing their content, it seems, it seems like it's far away. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that, Oh, that's for other consultants that have 30 years of experience and, you know, have New York times bestselling books. But for what I'm hearing you say is if, if, if it's scratching an itch and you're in front of the right people, then they're looking for these types of answers and it's faster, cheaper, easier 
for them to simply invest in a solution that's already created as opposed to building it themselves. Right. And the, and the, the one element to be mindful of is what does that company's learning management system look like ah. and what types of file formats will they accept? So you want to, you kind of, you kind of want to know where is this going to land uh, there? You know, because if you think about it, when uh, employees are going through their, excuse me, their training, mm-hmm. there's two different ways that it happens. One is everybody gets a stipend and they can spend it on whatever throughout the year. So they're going to go externally to do that. They're going to maybe sure. go out to somebody's <clears throat> Thinkific or Teachable, pick your, pick your platform site and they'll consume a course there. They'll go to a conference. Right. But the other side of it is when a company makes an investment and says, we're going, everybody's going to go through this program, or right. this is the curriculum for the different jobs. Yep. Those courses will reside internally on their learning management system. Gotcha. So early in the game, you want to find out about how is it, how is that going to happen so that you design the fi- you design the program in a way that it'll work on their site early in the game. As rather than to, later in the game. Yeah. As opposed to having to rebuild it on a different yes. platform that will integrate with what they already have. Yes. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And that is a consideration that obviously I would not have had. <laughs> so yeah. thank you. But these are, you know, it, and that's really when you're, when you're thinking about going into a corporation, you gotta, you gotta figure out, well, what are, they're not going to bend to you. Right. right of course. Right. right. <laughs> you know, you yeah. need to figure out how to make what you have work in their environment. Yes, and it was, you, you know, when we were doing stuff in person, you just showed up and talked. Right. Right. And you had your handouts, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they recorded it and made that available right. later, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, in today's world, the easier you can make it for them to, to not only buy, but the easier you can make it for them to right. roll out and implement the, the right. more valuable your offering is. And, and to step back and look at the live online type of an environment, there are many corporations that they're going to want you to deliver on teams. They don't, yes. you know, yeah. Zoom is, we're all into Zoom and, and you know, Zoom is like right. part of everybody's lives. Some companies use Zoom and some, you know, they're real, they're Microsoft shops yep. and they're going to use the Microsoft suite of products. And so you need to then understand, well, if I want to deliver on Teams, uh, what does that mean? How am I going to do that? What can it do for me? What doesn't it do? Yeah. And then, you know, there's always the opportunity to bring in some third-party apps when you're doing the live online type of work, things like Mentimeter, for example, or Kahoot. They're great ways of creating more engagement through uh, quizzes and the way you can visually do polling and and get information. But some companies are going to say, that's great, but with our security, not going to happen. That's a no-go, right. Yeah. So there's sometimes you can have all these great, you know, so you really have to know what's What's what acceptable? It's going to be yeah, exactly. Your program has to fit exactly. within your environment. Okay, exactly. That makes. And the more sense. you know, like if you're building it for the f- first time for someone, the more you know about what the requirements are. You know, the the less rework you're going to have. Understood. And, Understood. Yeah. So thinking thinking through that for a second, uh, just taking it one step further, if an individual is considering, if an individual hasn't has an intent of potentially or they want to go out and license some of their content to larger organizations, the selling program to, to mm-hmm. VP of sales and this organization right. or that. Um, I could still go ahead and create the con. I could still go ahead and record the video training, right? The content part of it, mm-hmm. just understanding that, yes, that content lives somewhere online, Vimeo or wherever it's hosted. And then when I, when I close the licensing sale, 
building it out for them on their LMS or in, again, in an environment that is going to be, that's going to be acceptable and useful to them, as opposed to having the content, going ahead and spending all this time, effort, money, building it on a platform that then I take to market and they can't use. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it makes sure that the, you know, it's the chicken and the egg thing a little bit, but make sure that you have the answers to that before you right. invest the right. time and effort. Okay. And what we want, we, we build internally on a platform, the company's called Articulate. Okay. And what we use is their Rise product. And what that allows you to do is to create what are called SCORM compliant files. Now, I can't remember exactly what SCORM stands for, but no, think of it. It's, it's like, already over my head. So. I know, it's, but it's, it's just what it does is it puts them into a format that will be acceptable on any company's learning management system. Okay, cool. You can also, if you have your own learning management system, so I mean, a lot of, I happen to be on the New Zendler platform now, a lot of people yeah. are on, you know, Kajabi seems to be the name that always comes up, right? Yeah. There's, there's, when there's lots of really great platforms out there. And you want to look for something that if it, if it will accept a SCORM compliant file, you can build and rise, which is what we're doing with our clients that are selling to corporations. We're mm-hmm. building it in rise because then they can take those files and they can sit on the company's LMS and on their LMS, which and the, at the end of the day, that's a huge time saver. Of course it is. Yeah. Right. So yeah. your only really change between the two programs is, so you're for your, for your own personal one, you're going to have a set of examples and stories that you're going to sure. use there. Sure. When you go to sell it to a company, you're going to swap out your stories and examples with their stories and examples. That makes sense. So the lift to change isn't as significant as if you build something out using the features and functionality of your platform and then right. go, Oh, well now <laughs> I got to redo the whole it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes perfect sense. And yeah, you know, we've got one program in flight right now that, that we're doing that for that. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. That, that, that makes perfect sense. And that's exactly why someone would work with someone like you, right? Cause you, you have that program, you know how to use it. You've already thought through all those questions yeah. that we don't even know to ask. Um, so that's fantastic. Let's jump to the other side now. So we've talked about corporate groups and licensing, which is, you know, mm-hmm. a path I didn't know we'd going to go down, but I think I'm fantastic that we did. Um, you never know when it's live, right? <laughs> well, that's right. I love it. Um, let's talk about the entrepreneurial side, right? So right. this is, this is aimed at, um, still aimed for consultants. In this case, the yes. buyers would be the consultants, you know, presumably, uh, prospects and clients and so forth, but it's not it's not a licensed program that lives within an organization. Right. It's sold in mass, so to speak, um, by a consultant like me or by a thought leader or an expert. Um, tell me a little about that process when you're when you're talking with someone who is a consultant in a space and they want to create their own online course. You know, for the most part, I'm going to assume that one of their primary objectives is what we talked about before, expanding their capacity right. for, for revenue generation, while at the same time still delivering meaningful value out in the marketplace. What's sort of your process for when you, you know, start talking to a consultant and, and kind of moving them through that, that, that process to having that online course created? Right. Well, it all starts out with you know, what's their expertise sure, and who do they, who do they serve? And what, you know, how is it that they help them? So is there a particular process that uh, that they go through? 
and to really kind of look at, okay, what's, what's your end and process? How are you working with people? And then to, to step back and do some a very limited client research to find out, well, what would they like to learn from you? You know, what, yeah. you know, kind of, you, you know, what their pain points are, you know, what their challenges are, you know, what their goals and aspirations are. Well, then how does that connect into your expertise and what can you do to move them forward? So I, I always like to start out kind of doing a high level scope with people to really get yeah. a sense of, you know, what they're all about. And then from there, uh, you know, I can work in, in a couple of ways. One is sort of is, you know, the done for you. Well, I'll do, I'll do all the heavy lifting. And the other is, is a done with you, which is really, really a coaching model. And what I find is during that, during the first stage where we're doing some discovery, we're scoping the project, doing discovery and getting to the point of coming up with how are we going to des- design that? That's really a lot of um, done with you type of work to get to a design. And when I talk about a design, that's a blueprint that you can take that document and you then can execute the course creation from there. And everybody I work with, once we get to that point, has different skill sets. So I'm working with one client now, and she's very capable of being on camera, doing all the filming. She's got um, some interns that she's hired, and they can do editing, they can do animation, they can... So she's got people on her team that can, they can, from that design, they can take it and carry it forward. Right. And the role that I will play will be to just look at what they're doing along the way and give them some coaching and guidance about how to make it better. Sure. Other people, you get to that point and they go, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. I, I got camera, the, I love the PowerPoint design, slides, but... keynote slides, ah, zoom, ah, you know, they just, they're, yeah. you know, depending it. So what I, at that point, it's kind of like meeting them where they are and mm-hmm. saying, what kind of help do you need moving forward? They may go like, we got this. We want to just check in once a month. We want to just hold us accountable and keep us going. Other people are like, can you build it for me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And everything in between, or there may be parts of it that they're comfortable with. Like, Hey, I'm great making my own slides, but I'd, you know, but I'm nervous about being on camera and I don't think Mm -hmm. my lighting is right. So, you know, it's, so it's really, everybody is different. Sure. And what I'm, what I'm seeing in the market is, People are trying to turn this into a cookie cutter kind of a business, and it's not. Gotcha. Because everybody comes to it with a different set of skills that they can move forward, and it all comes down to what is the best use of time. Yeah, for them, right? For them, right? Yeah. So I can help them really, whether they just want to be coached through the process, or they're like, can you... Can you build this for me? Can you make the slides for me? Or can you just come up with a template that I can work in? Sure. You know, yeah. whatever it might be. And, and then the other part of it is I also look at things that people are already built. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, in, uh, you know, 2019, 2020, everybody with a computer. Building a course. Yeah. Was building a course, which is yeah, a good we're, thing. We're trying to. We're yeah. trying to. It's a good thing and a bad thing. because Yeah, right. There's, a, um, there's some great courses out there, but there's a lot of stuff that's frankly, I'm going to be kind here, mediocre. Yeah. And it doesn't showcase that person brilliance to the level that it should. Yeah. So I also work and say, well, what can we do to level up? And sometimes it's not that big of a difference. It's, it's thinking through coming up with a plan before you, before you say, go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. Um, and, and of course, what you were saying in terms of meeting your client where they are, because yes, uh, I mean, I have a different skill set than a consultant 
you know, another consultant would. I, I, I'm thinking of a, a very tech, tech savvy friend of mine who from on the tech side, he would be aces, but he would mm-hmm. not have he would not want to fiddle or or uh, play around with PowerPoint or slides or content development at all. So in his yeah. case, it might be the opposite of what it might be for someone like me. I love working on content, developing content, but on right. the technical side of it, you know, I'm 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 less than a novice at best. <laughs> so would need that support and help. And um, I, oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, <laughs> I think there's also a challenge around you see ads all the time for the different platforms. Have your course up in a half an hour. Have your course up, right? And you can do that if you've already written it and done all the video recording. It's like, because they're not lying. Yeah, you can have it up in a half an hour. Right. If you have it, all the components ready to go. So it's almost, I think people are buying into these subscriptions and it's like getting a gym membership in January. You know, the first week you're there, you're poking around. This is great. And then it. Then I and then have you're to do work. Never heard from again. Something. Oh, I actually have to get on the rowing machine <laughs> right. and do the reps. Oh, oh, well. No, it's, it's 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 very. Where's the true. snack bar? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. And and you mentioned a couple of uh, some of the more prominent uh, platforms. You know, Kajabi being one. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of colleagues who I know are using Kajabi. Yes. Um, ClickFunnels not so much for course building, although they you know, loosely have a course building component. It's really more of a marketing platform and lead page builder than anything. Um, and then of course, uh, you mentioned it was Zendler. New Zendler is another yeah. platform. There's and Kartra and those three, right. uh, what they share in common is they have the marketing and the course. Gotcha. Builders components together. So they're all, they're all in one solutions. Gotcha. And there's other platforms that, they are, you know, they're either like ClickFunnels like designed primarily for the marketing and then there's and other ones. They have this are, little piece. Yeah. yeah. And there's other ones like um, Thinkific and Teachable. Right. And they're great for, they've got the whole course building part and the right. implementation for that. Um, but you have to integrate with another platform to do your marketing right. as of this recording. Now, of these course. things change <laughs> all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's, that seems to be the, the key distinctions. And they all, they all do a great job. It's just a question of, you know, when you go in and you look at them, what is it that about it that resonates with you? You want to look at it and say, do I like the aesthetics of it? Do, what features does it have? Mm-hmm. That are critical for me. Right, right. And then, you know, and then decide uh, and decide from there. I landed on the platform that I'm on. It came recommended to me by my coach at that, my coach, mm-hmm. he's still my coach. And she said, and by the way, I've got people that can do all of the heavy lifting for you to put your content on here. And I was like, done. Yeah. Because I, and, and I was like, okay, great. I'm just going to go forward. Sure. Just do, because I was on a very tight timeline for getting some things up and running. Which helps. And I just, I just <laughs> was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, I keep looking around at what's out there and sure. I might, I might change at some point, but you know, for now it's all good. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. And, um, you know, I've, from my own experience with different software and technology, this is coming from someone who is not tech savvy at all. Uh, but what <laughs> I've found is you obviously you want to do some due diligence and research on the different platforms, identify the top three or four that seem to be the most utilized, mm-hmm. compare and contrast in terms of obviously cost and feature sets and aesthetic and those yes. kinds of things you mentioned. But at the end of the day, it, it was it's for me, I think of it kind of like choosing a CRM. Like you said, any of them will work. You simply have to pick the horse and ride it. You, yeah. you know, all, yes, all the, exactly. They'll, they'll all they'll all 
you know, finish the race. Yeah. I'll do the work you need them to do. It's just a matter. You should choose the one you will use. Um, yes. And that's the tricky part, I think, is, is, is getting to the gym <laughs> to continue the metaphor, like you said. <laughs> Actually do it. Right. Actually doing it. Yeah. You know, and, and it's sort of as, as your team evolves, you know, you may bring in a new person to your team and they might right. say, Hey, you know what? I've been using this other platform for a long time and I really like it because, you yeah. know, if, if it can do these things for you and, you know, maybe save you money or whatever the, whatever it is, would you be interested in, in making a change? And if I've got, yeah, maybe. Gotcha. So I, I want to look at this from a slightly different angle, although I think we may have talked about this, at least implicitly. I want to talk about the the reasons why, and, and I think a lot of the consultants listening will know, but the reasons why an online course can be so valuable for mm-hmm. a consultant. Um, maybe you can speak to that in terms of the client work that you've done and, and some of the examples, sure. success stories that you've seen in terms of what a, where a consultant was and, and how an online course helped them do X, Y, or Z. What, what do you see as the major benefit or outcomes or advantages of, of having this in the, in the arsenal or in the inventory? Well, the first one is courses can be great lead magnets, mm-hmm. doing some mini courses that perhaps you put into some form of a, of a drip marketing campaign. And you're and you're providing people with value along the way, so they don't see you as just somebody who's sending them an email to sell them something, but you're distributing content that's like, huh, you know that that helps. I was working with a, a boutique uh, accounting firm, and they specialized in health and wellness. So they would put they put together some programs about well how to run a health and wellness business. Sure. So then people are like, you know, when I'm ready to do my books, <laughs> I'm going to go to you because you, yeah. you, you help me. So looking at it as a lead magnet where you're giving information, because think about it, where people are like, oh, but I don't want to give away my best stuff. But I think that there's something psychologically that goes on that says, boy, if I got that for free, <laughs> imagine, imagine if I paid them, yes, <laughs> what exactly. I might get no, it's 100% right. That's my experience as well. Exactly. So that's the, that's the lead magnet. Good. idea then quick, would you have a recommendation I, I know there's probably no hard or fast rules but a rule of thumb because a mini course has been kind of in back of my mind for some of the work that i do too and i haven't pulled the trigger on it what what would you say in terms of length is there a is there a, a, a target range is it is it a you know a week long in terms of doled out emails and access to different what's your per, is it a month what's your perception of, of that you know there's there's all different kinds of ways that you can do it and one thing that can be really effective is to do something over a, a month long period and have things that go out that are in the five minute range okay. really short now short see I think it's funny because short is now sixty seconds in some people's mind it changed you, yeah right you have to look at it like you know keep it like you know, it could be three minutes, could be five minutes, could be seven minutes. What is what is the content dictate? If you that you want to do it as efficiently and as quickly as you can, right, 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 and it is what it is at that point. Yeah, yeah, and that's and taking that out in that direction. Okay, good. Uh, thank you for answering that question. I sure, didn't sure. You. So the next one you were mentioning. So let's see. The next thing would be if you're looking at it from okay, now you've got them, right. and they are your customers. A lot of consultants and coaches, there's an onboarding process, right? Yeah. So in the onboarding, what is it that you say over and over and over (laughs) and over again, right? Yeah. And you can look at what could you extract and put into an online course that they could go and they could watch and they could work through it. 
with and then with some assignments. So you so you kind of look at your onboarding as a way of this is all this information that I say all the time. So then when you actually work with them one-on-one, you can work with them at a deeper level because they've gotten all the basics yep. uh, squared away. Yeah. And yes. Presumably they will have consumed it or you can man- mandate yeah. that they consume it. And and yes, now when you're actually spending your own one-on-one time, they're a lot further down the field. They have a much deeper understanding than than they would otherwise. That saves you as the consultant, tremendous yes. amounts of time. And as you were saying, what do you say over and over and over again? Yeah, that, that's I know, a, that's I know a, exactly what I say. Over see, you and know over what your first over. course is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you that's go. really where it, where it falls into place. Now, the other part is, you know, a lot of us, we're working with people one-on-one and there's only so much time that we have. Even though I thought I read something that Einstein said that time is this artificial construct. I don't know. It's kind of running my show. But <laughs> there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so much that you can time that you can spend. Yeah. So what you want to think about is well, if I want to scale, then I can put in more online programming. Or maybe if you want to shift into doing more group work, yeah. depending on the nature of your business. So you, and again, you look at the repeatable information, the more basic information, and you put that into your online program. So people could be going and instead of like, you're running a session and saying, today, we're going to talk about blah, 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 blah. Right. That could be the recording. Then people come to your group session and it's it's more of a Q and a, or it's more of a, okay, what, you know, what did, what really resonated with you? What's the challenge that you're working on? And we're so used to doing things on screens that it's not as big of a shift now for people to to do something in advance. Well, and you actually anticipated one of my next questions, and, and that's and that's fantastic. And you gave you given great examples here in terms of um, the question I asked before. What have you seen over the last uh, couple of years in term in terms of you mentioned? Everybody, you know, in 19, yeah. right, specifically 2020, 2021, everyone's <laughs> working on a course. And unfortunately, the the quality threshold is perhaps not as high as it needs or should should be. And that probably is is hurting the market at large. But what it does is those who who do have good, solid courses stand out now and they're even yeah. more valuable. What have you seen in terms of the other side of it, not in terms of production, but in terms of consumption um, from a client or organizational side? Is the appetite and the desire for online training higher? Are people burned out by Zooming too much? What's what's your perception in terms of kind of the market status right now related to consuming this type of content? I think the appetite is still there for consuming online content, Mm -hmm. but I think now the market is getting a bit more savvy and are, you know, there's people who will fade if the content isn't really good, isn't easy to go through. And you think about this is when you're doing something live, like we're live now, and this is all very conversational. Right. And we, so we're, you know, we're going back and forth and, and it's a great kind of an experience. And in terms of people looking at this as a one-off type of, um, recording people know hey I'm this is a podcast and I'm going to go and watch and I know that it's going to be conversational right. I know how it's all going to operate where I think there's a breakdown is if you were to say I'm going to turn this into an online course <laughs> this is an yeah. online course about online courses 
when people come to consume it, if they think they're going to take an online course, the expectations now are different. People have an expectation that there's going to be a little opening segment. Then there perhaps is going to be a, a video that they're going to watch. And then they're going to have uh, an assignment to do or some questions to answer. So people's mindset is now on when I take an online course, this is how I think it's going to roll. Oh, that's, I think that's a huge point. And obviously there's tremendous, clearly tremendous application in the online course world. But I think what you're saying is, is also completely applicable in all aspects of the work that we do with our clients around managing expectations, mm-hmm. around how we how we engage, how we deliver, how we don't deliver, what we don't want to do as opposed to what we want to do, what we will do as opposed to what we won't do. Um, and obviously, an online course is a perfect manifestation yeah. of that. What I wrote down just then is, what does the client need? What does yes. the client want? And what does the client expect? And there has to be alignment in the proper way amongst those three things. And they're all three different. They're all three distinct and we have to be aware of all three of them, especially as it relates to some something that someone is investing in. Mm-hmm. And especially when they're not going to have the handhold, not going to have a high level of handholding, right? We're expecting right. them to go through this to some level on their own and, and to click the button and consume the content and ultimately ap- apply it. So I think what you're saying is 100%. Exactly. Because if you're not there to answer questions, you have to really think through how how is it all flowing? And if you give them instructions for an activity, are the instructions clear? Yeah. I could write up a set of instructions and you could look at them and you could go, wait, I, I'm not sure about this point or that point, which comes down to when you're building a course, you want to test all of your instructions. You want to have other people read them and see if they can actually do what you hope they're going to do right. because we're experts, right? Because yeah. we're experts in what we do. There's, we're just going to, we're just, we're going to forget something that a beginner yeah. is going to need to know, yeah. which is this whole little phrase need to know. The other challenge in what I've seen out there is like, there's this desire. I'm going to tell you everything that I know. And in a course, you want to focus on what is the need to know mm-hmm. information. You can put in other tools around it that are nice to know. So you can you know, think about your, you're just on the main highway. You know, you're going to get from A to B. Yep. That's 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 where you want to go. Other days you might be, oh, I'm going to take the scenic route, but yep. I'm going to maybe take a detour because I want to go and find out a little bit more. I mean, you can give people the opportunity to feel like, hey, on that main road, I'm getting just enough of what I need to move forward. Right. But I have a couple of questions about another topic. So you give them the option to be able to go and seek out that other information. And that's something, you know, there's like this, I got to tell you everything. Like, it's my only opportunity. No, you've got lots of opportunities to share what you you know. You're probably going to want, and you're probably going to want to offer them something else that Mm -hmm. they can choose to invest in. If if they want. And if you give them everything you want, you've, you know, you're done. Right. What's the upsell? Right. Right. Because it could be some people like they'll just be happy to do the online course. They're good. But maybe the upsell is some additional coaching or some, you know, whatever this, whatever you do, you know, you can take them to the next level. And it all comes down to the more, more of your time, our time that they have, the more that the more value, the more you can charge. Yeah. Well, and so that's a perfect segue. I know we're coming up on time and there's a couple of places I want to go, but one last sort of uh, 
process or op- operational question than just from your own experience and insight. I know there's quote unquote, probably not a right or wrong answer to what I'm going to ask, but I'd love to get your insight on this. And that is around what do you see as the investment range for, for a course? Obviously it's going to depend on the, the industry, the content <laughs> that, you know, the, yep. the, the results and outcomes that are generated, but what's a, what's kind of a rule of thumb for a, a, a B2B consultant who is, you know, let's, let's say they're focused on um, helping that client save money, make money, you know, improve their talent acquisition. It's something, you know, concrete around productivity or profitability. Do you have any guidance or, or you know, ideas on what that range should be? This is always the, really the hard question that everybody wants the answer to. Yeah. And you, you hate to say it depends. Well, but they, if that's the truth, it's the truth, right? It's the truth of it. You have to really look at what's the situation, what's the value, what's the potential transformation. You know, it's easily to say that you could plan to do a a two-day workshop. It could be 597, it could be 997, it could be, you know, up to up to you know 2997. It kind of it really is what is the type of content, what is the change you're going to bring about, and what's the intention behind it? You know, a lot of people are offering lower priced workshops as a way to take people to that high ticket item. Right. So, I mean, there's like, there's the low entry things that are like that, you know, the 47, 97, 197 range. There's yeah. the mid range work, which seems to be in the two to five K range. And then there's, you know, things that are above that. And it's, it's just, it's all, it's, it's, um, it's a bit hard to really be definitive because it yeah. depends on the market and it depends on the content and it depends on the outcome that you're going to bring. What's the ROI that you can demonstrate based on the program? Well, and then and you I, can work from there. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head too, right? What's the ROI that you can confidently either guarantee or yeah. project? And ultimately, the client has to, the prospect has to believe that, right? right. What's, the, what's the ROI right. they can conservatively project? And I wrote down something that I think uh, is really important that you mentioned. You said um, you use the word potential transformation, um, and that goes to result and outcome and, and ROI as well. But if a prospect can believe that a given desired transformation for them, that this program can give them that transformation, and that it's that's possible. And that it's probable, right? So yes. <laughs> this is the right information, and it's highly likely that I will achieve that transformation. The 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 bigger the transformation, and the higher the likelihood of that transformation, the higher the investment can be. Right. Yeah. And it's really part of it is is your client going to do the work? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. That and that's I think what's tricky for us as consultants in making any type of a guarantee because we could give them the golden ticket. Yeah. And but they it, may choose to just put it in a drawer and never look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens. Happen. Listen, I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> Sadly. I know. Yeah, I mean, Who I hasn't think... paid for something that they haven't completely executed on? Sure. And sure, the, so that's, that's part of the, you know, there's, you know, you know, are the people that are consuming it, are they committed and are they ready to really take action? Yeah. yeah. And not everybody that takes every program is going to be in that, in that, in that place. Yeah, that's right. hundred percent. Well, coming up on time, I want to make sure I get these last two questions in because they're really important. One is a question I ask every guest, and that is in terms of your personal and or professional career, 
Do you have any a lesson or lessons learned that could be valuable to impart to our listeners and viewers here today that might serve them well? One, I was thinking about this this morning, and, it, and as I'm going through it again, is when you're ready to expand your team, whether you're going to bring in contractors or you're thinking about actually hiring employees, you want to do it from a very calm, centered place. Mm so that you make the right decision. If you wait until you're stressed and overwhelmed, Mm. there's a good chance that you won't make the best decision in terms of who to add to your team, which will then just create more stress and more overwhelm. (laughs) And and ultimately probably put you back where you are. And put you back. So to really, and sometimes you have to maybe hit the pause button and let some things kind of, okay, this is this, the the work will all be here, but right now I got to, focus on making this right decision about bringing in the right people to help me. That's good. That's fantastic. That's great insight. Um, And I know me being one of them, uh, we're going to have another follow-up conversation. (laughs) I know (laughs) it's fancy, Um, but I know that's probably a lot of listeners and viewers who would love to reach out to you and connect with you either about their own expertise and turning it into an online course, or maybe they have clients that they work with and they're interested in bringing you in to develop a course for them or create a licensing program they can take out to market. If someone wants to engage with you or enter into your world, what's the best, best way for them to do that? Well, there, there's two ways. One is you can send me an email and my email is nancy at nancygeary.com. And if you're watching, you can see my first name and last name on the screen. If you're listening, my last name is spelled G-I-E-R-E. And my website is also, oddly enough, nancygeary.com. Sure. And you can go there and I have an opt-in on that page where you'll get my uh, eight easy steps to create training that sells. And then that will put you into my funnel. And then you'll learn about the different programs that I'm doing. I'll be offering a five-day challenge the week of March 21st. So I'd love to let people know uh, when that's happening. And I'm running uh, off months. I do some sort of a a webinar now. As of the recording today, I'm I'm preparing for an, an event that I'll run again later this year called the five steps that course, pardon me, the five mistakes that course creators make and how to avoid them. And that recording could also be available if somebody's interested in that. So I've always got things going on and it's just a question of um, getting into my, into my universe so I can keep you informed. That's fantastic. And, um, and I am in universe and like, yes, you are. We'll continue to, (laughs) to to, uh, be glad to be there. Um, Obviously we'll also put all of those links and relevant information in our show notes as well for everybody listening or watching, just go to the show notes and the the relevant links will be there. Uh, Nancy provided the direct information too. So you have it that way. Um, Nancy, thank you so much. This has been incredibly content rich conversation. I've learned a ton. I literally have four pages of notes uh, with things starred and arrows drawn. So um, excited to dive into this uh, further, but again, thank you so much for your time and expertise today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad to have been here and and I I love to be of, of service to people that want to create great courses. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you all for joining me today, uh, listening or watching for Consulting with Authority. As always, this is Scott Cantrell wishing you the best of success. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Smart Solutions Media. Smart Solutions Media empowers business owners, consultants, and other independent professionals to easily attract better prospects and transform them into long-term clients. If you're a B2B consultant or service professional and would like to start filling your pipeline with better quality prospects, 
Visit us on the web at smartsolutionsmedia.com to learn more about what we can do to help you. Be sure to complete the short two-minute accelerated growth scorecard you can find on the website, and you'll receive a complimentary strategy session where we'll give you specific insights and recommendations to help you attract high-value clients. Until next time, make sure you are consulting with authority.